no, hold on. My whole setup just got fucked. My um, microphone fell over, oh no. And it made me start recording accidentally. <laughs> this is our intro. <laughs> Cedric. How are you? I am good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, good. What did we watch this week, Cedric? Um, this week we... <laughs> <laughs> this week we watched The Rocketeer. Right. Have you ever heard of this one before? You know, I think... So... I, so I told you like a little bit ago that I hadn't heard of it, but I think that's a lie. Like... It's kind of one of those movies that even if you haven't heard of it explicitly, like, you know it exists, right? See, I'd never heard of this one. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I think I, I I think I, like, knew, you know, knew in my heart. Right, right. That this film existed. <laughs> well, um, this was the first time both of us watched it, even if you already knew it in your heart. <laughs> Uh, just some basics. This was filmed in 1991. Um, it's rated PG. It has a runtime of one hour and 48 minutes. It's live action. And do you want to take a guess as to what Rotten Tomato critics gave it? Um, okay, so I... Okay, the critics. So I want to say they gave it like in the 60s, like maybe like a 64. Oh, you're getting good at this. 66. Okay. What do you think the audience gave it? So okay, so here I think the audience give it a high rating because it, I came to find out after doing some research that it has a pretty hefty cult following. Really? Yeah, I want to say that the that the audience gave it like like a ninety two maybe. The audience actually gave it a sixty five. Oh wow! Is that the closest of what we've had with a it's, critic in the? It's pretty close. Audience? Yeah, I think so. Wow, I expected that to be higher. Can you believe that it's actually lower than what uh, the rescuers down under received? <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty. That's wild. so crazy because yeah. that was not a good movie, and this I did like this movie. I I thoroughly enjoyed this. Film. This was really good. Okay, so okay, I guess that kind of is getting ahead of me, but yeah. So you liked it, and I liked it. Um, uh huh. This is one of the ones that I did not regret watching, although it did seem a little long. Um. Like, maybe just 20 minutes too long than it should have been. I agree. I think there was one... There was, like, one more plot twist than there needed to be. Yes. Or not, like, plot twist. Layer. But, like, plot turn. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I like get layer. that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, but, yeah, there was a lot going on in this plot. So let's go ahead and get started. So this was actually um, set in 1938. My first notes is well by four minutes and 38 seconds they were still running the uh, credits over the scene and so that was bothering me but my second note was at 14 minutes and 36 seconds i wrote holy shit is this iron man i actually <laughs> um so i i watched most of the film last night so i watched up to about the last 20 minutes but i was so tired um and I wasn't paying much attention, so I rewatched it um, tonight, right before we started recording. And I, so I pulled it up, and my roommate was sitting there with me, and she, we were like looking at the screen, and I just turned to her and I said, "That's a crude Iron Man, huh?" <laughs> exactly. She was like, "Yep." <laughs> so yeah, that's basically the plot. Um, it's 1938, yeah. and a pilot finds a jetpack. Puts on a mask and then fights Nazis. Yeah, that's... You got it. That yeah. was... Is that the summary? Because that's the shortest summary we've ever had. You got Hole it. Hole in one. Yeah, that's... I mean, what more yeah, do you precisely. need? I... So, my first note was two minutes and 20 seconds in. And um, that is the precise moment when I realized... That this film was scored by James Horner. 
Annie, do you know who James Horner is? Not even a little bit. So James Horner scored Titanic, um, Apollo 13, Titanic, which you know I haven't seen. Right, right. Cedric um, hasn't seen any Leonardo DiCaprio movies and now yes. refuses to. It's true, yeah. So let me, okay, let me just read read you this list. I have a list pulled up now. So Titanic, Apollo 13, Star Trek 2, like the 1982 one, the Wrath of Khan. Um, we've got Braveheart. We've got Avatar. Field of Dreams, A Beautiful Mind. Aliens. Um, Land Before Time. Glory. We've got a bunch. Jumanji was one of them. Jumanji. Jumanji was one of them too. <laughs> Jumanji, the, the B-film low-budget version. <laughs> Casper, which we talked about in the um, oh unreleased gosh, yes. Halloween Town episode. <laughs> um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um, the 2000 Grinch. Does, does he ever stop? This is wild and I mean, I loved this movie. I think he did a great job with it. But once again, I'd never heard of this movie. So, like, how could such a prolific man um, contribute to something like this and not have it added to the yeah. list of... Uh, but, okay, so here's all building up to my personal favorite of his films. And the one that I focus on the most, which is... Because he also has... The Amazing Spider-Man is another one. Like, there's a bunch of other, like, really notable ones. An American Tale, An American Tale, Fievel Goes West. No way. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And here's the thing about James Horner, why I love him so, so, so much, is that he somehow, I don't know how he does it. I don't understand composers. I never will. I was a music minor in college, and I still do not get it. Um, He just, like, so perfectly encapsulates like quintessential american music that makes sense yeah like when you look at all of these they are like classic yeah. americana and films, somehow he's found so. a way to melodicize triumph that was very poetic thank you <laughs> anyway that was a bit early for me to go on my james horner rant but <laughs> i just is that when you found out, like, what it when it was rolling credits? So yeah, two minutes, two minutes in? in, I heard a line. But here's the other thing that bothered me: is that there's a line, a melodic line throughout this film that sounds pretty much exactly like one of the melodic lines from Five Goes West. So it's a, it's kind of a, it's 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 a, it's got its ups and downs. Like a Pavlovian response, you perk up, like, oh, where is he? Yeah. Yeah, so I, in that beginning part, we see um, it's a pilot, and he's getting into this airplane, him and his buddies made, and he takes off, and he's uh, doing really well for apparently the jank-ass plane that it was. Um, but then he gets shot down or something? Yeah, so they start shooting at him, and I, I don't know why it was super super unclear to me why they began shooting at him in the first place right because there was a um, car chase going on like yeah there was a there was a car chase and he i guess just like flew too close to the cars and so like, both of the cars one was an fbi car and one was uh, like a getaway car for gangsters and they both just start uh -huh. shooting at him instead yeah i i <laughs> i don't know that puzzled me. But so his plane breaks down, and um, he's got no money, and uh, all of this sad stuff happens. But the gangster, well, one of them dies, and then the other, like, has a secret package, and they stash it in his broken-down airplane. So when they get uh, taken away to the hospital, um, they won't find the package, which, uh, as the guy, his name was Cliff? Clifford Secord? Yes. They were calling him a lot of different things. I I think Cliff. Cliff is at least And Secord was his last yeah. name. Okay. So uh the bad guy or one of the bad guys is in the hospital and Cliff finds 
the package he stashed in the airplane, and lo and behold, it's a jetpack. Yeah. So do they know, do you think they knew that the jetpack was in, well, it wasn't that airplane, was it? Was it in the one he was flying? No, it was not. It was in the one that he flies. So he flies, to make money, Cliff flies as a clown in airfield shows in like a really old trick plane and so that was the plane that they stashed it in have you been to one of those like trick shows before i think once when i was really little and it was very loud and it scared me yeah they used to um i went to one um in memphis where my grandparents live and it was terrifying (laughs) like not only is it loud but like it's scary to watch people do tricks on planes. Right. Because, like, right. I mean, like, There's... I guess I trust them, but, like, do I really? <laughs> like, how much do I trust them? Very traumatizing. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to watch a man die. <laughs> how to find out if you have anxiety at a young age. Take your child to an airfield show. Yeah. Do they enjoy it? Congrats, they don't have anxiety. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, um... <laughs> We find out that the mobsters weren't actually the ones who wanted the jetpack. They were being paid by a Hollywood star, Neville Sinclair. Um, he wanted the jetpack. And they, from the very beginning, it was just very strange. You're like, why does this Hollywood star want a jetpack? Like, why does he care? Why would he hire these men to steal the jetpack from the government? Oh, yeah, because it was the government's jetpack. Y- yeah. You know, those, yeah. you know, those standard government jetpacks right right um and so he gets upset that they don't they weren't able to retrieve it so he calls in reinforcements and the first time this is one of my favorite characters lothar the first time we see him is neville sinclair makes a call and he just said um says something like hello lothar and you see you don't see the man's face you just see his hand and there's like tiny sandwiches by it and he answers a phone because he's listening to opera and Hello. That's as deep as I can make my voice go. Hold on, wait. I can't do it. Wait, hold on. Cedric, you do it. It's not even low. Um, I don't know if I can do it. Hello. Okay, that was impressive. Yeah, I was an alto once. But yeah, you just hear this like really deep voice and this giant hand, and that's all we get from him so far. Uh, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Cliff is testing out the jetpack on a statue, and I wrote down my notes just say the butt, the butt would burn off because I'm looking at the design and like there's literal flame yes. coming out of the jetpack. It's not like like hovering or anything; like it's jet propulsion fire right on the ass so i um took a look at the imdb page you know where they have that like inconsistencies Mm -hmm. um like a little section where you can see like different (laughs) things that people have noticed um because i thought maybe we could do something with it i really couldn't figure out anything we could do with it with this film um except that one of the things that like like half of the things that were they pointed out were just like, hey, his pants would be on fire like in a minute. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shit. It's like right, right on his butt and lower or upper thighs and like legs. Like he would be yeah. on fire. There's no, no. But somehow he's not on fire and he can like fly around with it like Iron Man and like control his height and speed and direction and stuff and he's got a a helmet so no one knows who he is well no one including his girlfriend did you catch that the helmet though was also supposed to help him steer yeah because it had like a rudder like a ship yeah it just looked dumb i didn't catch that and but then it i also something else i noticed i mean i say i say that the imdb thing was kind of useless but i guess it wasn't because i it pointed out a couple things to me (laughs) um Apparently he like moved his head in different directions and it did did indeed not change the direction that he was yeah, flying in. Because he's got like a giant like fish fin on top yeah. of his head and that's supposed to like help him change directions because it's a rudder. 
but like he was looking all around as he's fighting the Nazis and nothing happened. So doesn't a rudder go in the back? Like when you're talking about like a rudder on a boat, doesn't it go in the back? Do I look like a sailor to you? Speaking of Sarah, so um, the minute I saw Cliff's girlfriend, I wrote in my notes, Sarah! Um, because even though her name is Ginny in this film, it is Sarah from The Labyrinth with David Bowie. No, are you kidding me? Okay, that's what we're doing after this. Is it on Disney Plus? Oh, it's not a Disney film. Oh, you mean we're just, like, watching it? Yeah. Yeah. Not you've got podcast. to see The Labyrinth. I can't believe you've never seen The Labyrinth. It was, it's was. it been on my list for, like, an embarrassing amount of time. Like, 15 years. Well, the leading actress is the uh, protagonist in that one, too. And she's just so pretty. I love the way she never actually fully closes her mouth, too. Interesting. I didn't notice that. She's also um, the voice of Karen in Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh. And you know, you and I have adopted Tom Holland. He's our son. We love him. Oh. Thank you for letting me know. Yes. So anyway, he's not telling Sarah this, and they get into a huge fight about it. Oh, and she's also an actress, so she knows Neville Sinclair, who's the bad guy who wants the jetpack. Which is also convenient, because they all intertwine. But then we um, get a cutscene to Lothar, and we actually get to see his face. And this man is giant. He has to duck when he walks into rooms. And he folds a man in half to kill him. Can you can you kind of tell us about this scene in the hospital? Um, to be honest, I don't remember it. And in fact, later when they find his body folded in half, I was uber confused how do you not remember okay you know what that's fine i wrote down in specific details so this is what happens the mobster who hid the original jetpack was like i'll never tell you where it is um he bad condition because he was in this giant car accident Um, so he's in the hospital and he's in like complete traction like he looks like a mummy and uthar uh climbs in through a window and he starts interrogating him and is all um you know where is the jetpack or or the rocket is what they were calling it um and he starts screaming and stuff and you're like wow how do people not hear this you know what's going on because this man is like being tortured well it turns out they cut to the, the nurse and the police because it's the prison ward um, and they're listening to a radio show because 1938 really really loud so it actually covers up his screams and you know you know what that kind of reminded me of Cedric what so have you ever seen Twilight uh, yeah I think so yeah so there's a scene in Twilight when um the the vampire family wants to go play baseball but they can only play baseball in thunderstorms because when they hit the ball it's so loud it sounds like a thundercrack and so that was kind of what i was thinking like um it's just like that scene from twilight because the radio was so loud you couldn't hear the man being tortured see this is actually um funny because i there's a scene later right at the air show um (laughs) And I, see, I had the same thought that that scene was so loud that it reminded me. I was like, man, this is the perfect conditions to play some baseball in. Right, right? Yeah. You hear a loud sound and you're like, man, I could really go for some baseball right now. Yeah, no, yeah, it was perfect. Right, right. So anyway, um, after he finishes interrogating him, he folds him in half and kills him. That's, that's how I want to go, to be honest. Okay, but the thing is, Cedric, you're like stupid flexible so he would just like try to fold you in half and you'd be like we <laughs> it wouldn't work he'd be like thanks for the stretch bud <laughs> i remember in pe in high school we were doing stretches and it was one of those stretches that you were supposed to have a buddy with you like hold your leg up and so cedric and i were partners and the gym teacher comes by and the, the did he say it was something along the lines of like are you okay or something? Because 
it looked like I was hurting you, but really you're like, you know, go harder, Annie. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely wild. You are like the most flexible person I know. <laughs> they go to the air show and it is really loud and awful. Um, and one man almost falls out of his plane and dies. And this is where the rocketeer first makes his entrance. He puts on the jetpack and the helmet and goes and saves the man from the sky. Now you say a man. How, however, this man is dressed like a clown. And here's the thing. I don't have a problem with clowns at all. I have friends that are clowns. And I I mean that in the literal sense. I don't mean that in the, like the, oh, they're stupid. I mean, like, I, I have friends that are clowns. I think you and I are thinking of the same person. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just um, making sure. However, the thought of a clown on an airplane terrifies me. That is pretty chilling. I, do, I don't know why. I don't know why, but I saw that and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you should not be up there, sir. Yeah. I, uh, but yeah, so he ends up saving the clown in front of the whole air show and everyone's like, who is this man? This rocket man. Um, and they end up calling him Rocketeer. Hugh Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I worked in theaters during that, and it was an interesting crowd. Oh, yeah, I saw that movie in theaters. Hey, hey, Cedric, what was the last movie you saw in theaters before the pandemic hit and all the movie theaters closed? I I, I think I went with you. Can you remind me what it was that we saw? It was Cats 2019. (laughs) Yes, it was. Oh, I was coerced. Oh yeah, I was coerced. It was my birthday. I definitely guilted them. I was like, "I'll buy you popcorn. Please go see Cats with me," and it somehow worked. Yeah, I can't get the image <laughs> of Rebel Wilson eating the cockroaches. <laughs> I can't get it. That was the point of, of the mind. movie. Cedric looked over, and I was like, it "This is when they're dreams. gonna leave me." <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> you were like. You were like, squeeze my hand whenever it gets too uncomfortable. And I was like, I'm going to break your hand. But we survived, and you actually really liked it, and you actually told me it was your favorite movie you've ever seen. No, I didn't. Oh, my God. This is ab- this is slander. Okay, so clown saved, um, but no one knows his true identity. <laughs> oh, and this is the part where... Is that true? Yeah. But no, no one knows Rocketeer's identity oh i thought you meant the clown and i was like did i miss a crucial no no in fact they all thought the clown was clifford siegel second you can just call him they all thought it was cliff because that's how it was announced because he was supposed to be in that plane but he was running late so his friend did it for him oh okay Um, and that is when i wrote for 41 minutes and i wrote it is iron man (laughs) so yeah basically right Right. I liked I liked him better than Iron Man though. I've got complicated feelings about Iron Man. I I did not like Tony Stark until he died. <gasps> Ooh, see, I didn't like Tony Stark, but I love Robert Downey Jr. So I don't know, complicated relationship for me. But as he's flying around yeah. and like showing off now that he's this new masked hero guy, um, they show him like busting through people's yards because he can't control the rocket and my favorite line in the entire show he ends up uh, spiraling through a field and you just see like a whole bunch of like ears of corn go popping as he's like busted through and you see these two farmers kind of just watch it as it goes by and one says to the other he's like big gopher it was beautiful it was so good okay and you want to know something I looked up huh uh, the one who just kind of nodded along. Yeah. That was the same actor who played Lothar, but out of makeup. Thank God. That, I have to, now I want to go back and watch that again. Right. That's amazing. Um, so as this is happening, um, Jenny is being taken out on a date by Neville, who's the one who's trying to get the jetpack back. 
And she's just stunning. She's so pretty in this whole scene. She's got like this lovely white gown and her hair's all like pulled back and sleek and shiny and it's beautiful. And the creepy actor is just romancing her the whole time because he's trying to find out about the, the jetpack. And Cliff ends up like going in because she's in danger because mobsters are going after her, even though they already have her with Neville. Like that was a whole thing that they did not have to complicate. Because two different people, groups of people were trying to get her, but they were all trying to get her for Neville, who already had her. So, again, this could have all been cut away. I think the, the reason it was included was because um, this was actually a graphic novel, or it was a film. And, like, that would be interesting to read a few chapters about how all these plots intertwine. But to watch it happen, you're like, okay, like, move on. We, you already got the girlfriend. You've already got her. You're good. Yeah, there were so many... There were so many white men that looked the same in this film. Right. That I couldn't, like, I couldn't keep track at all. Well, does that really surprise you? It's about Nazis. (laughs) Well, no, but I mean, you could give them something to tell them apart, you know? Give them a kooky quirk or something. Right, right. Fair. Um, Speaking about Nazis, we didn't actually find out it's all about Nazis until um, she literally gets drugged and kidnapped by Neville. And as she's trying to get away from him, she finds his secret lair and she finds like a German passport and like his radio and people speaking in German in it. And he catches her and she's like, Yora! Then she pauses. And so he fills in for her something like a, a spy, fascist, but never once do they say Nazi. In the whole film? I don't know. Not, not when referring to him. Okay. This is a note that I wrote. Does breaking a vase over someone's head actually make them pass out? Because you see this all the time, right? Like this is a classic, like. Right, and she did it twice, because she did the first one to Lothar, she, like, broke a statue over his head, and then she did the second one to Neville. Yeah. I don't think Lothar, did Lothar pass out? I thought he just kind of was, like, I think he just kind of fell, yeah. Yeah, because he's a big guy. But when she did it to Neville, he was, like, out cold. At least for a bit. Is it that bad? It can't be. There's no way. I mean, well, obviously not. I mean, that was like a, that's a prop vase. So like, not that one. But like, in real life, like, I don't. I'm Googling I it. <laughs> Does breaking a vase over someone's head actually knock them out? In some cases, the head is hit so hard that the brain actually hits the skull and the impact causes the brain to shut down for a few moments. Most blows to the head won't knock someone out because the fluid moves fast enough to protect your brain. And the question asked was, um, can you knock someone out simply by hitting them over the head like in the movies? So there's your answer. Probably not. So then why is it... Cedric, this movie's about a man with a jetpack that would fry his ass and the vase part is the part that you have problems with. Listen, there are more things. Did you see how that guy was playing that clarinet in mm. the in the restaurant? No, I guess I wasn't paying that close attention. Was it bad? I mean, he it's like you can do it that way, like that's I've had to do, like in like in field shows, he was like holding it up, right? Right, he was like you holding can, it straight out. You can do it that way. Well, he was holding it like more up too Mm -hmm. you can do it that way but there are a couple issues like that's how they have you do it and like sometimes you have to do that in like field shows like for marching band um like for like motion remember how they used to have us like pop up our instruments oh yeah but there's a big issue with that for one thing it makes it more difficult with the read because like it with a clarinet it takes a specific like embouchure you know Right. Like, like flute, flute's the same way. Um, but also, clarinets don't have spit valves. 
And this bitch is no, kind of like stop. accumulates in the in the body of the instrument. No. Oh, that's so gross. So <laughs> when you point it up into the air, it gravity it, feeds back to the reed. It oh, can, yeah. That is disgusting. That is I hate this. So, Why yeah. would you point that out? <laughs> it bothered me so much. Now so it bothers about, me too. For talking about issues that I had with this movie. <laughs> There's just a couple. Yeah. Yeah. But there were also some really good parts in the movie. Like um, There were. Okay, so one of my absolute favorite parts. <laughs> this was so so funny. So they're trying to get the rocket from Cliff. And they're holding his girlfriend hostage. And at this point, it's Neville the Nazi, Lothar, and this guy named Eddie Valentine, who's a mobster, and all his mobster men there. And uh, he shows up to hand the rocket over to Neville the Nazi uh, to get his girlfriend back. But before he does, he says something like... Um, how how does it feel working for a Nazi to Eddie? And this mobster turns the gun to the man employing him and is like, I might be an awful piece of shit, awful human being, low scum of the earth, you know, not worth anything, but I'm 100% American. <laughs> And I might have I... embellished that first part, but the 100% American um, was literally line for line. It, it, yeah, no, it was, for sure. And so even though this man was offering him so much money and there was no proof he was an actual Nazi, just the mere mention of it had him turning his entire, like, small militia of mobsters on the, on the guy. And granted, he was a Nazi, but, like... It was so beautiful, though, like, such a, such a, a feel-good moment. It like, was really the, it was really the message that, that we needed in 1991. Can we talk about how every dang time, this was like a running joke, right? So, like, Cliff would hit the button on the, the jetpack and the flames would shoot out, and PV would fly back ten feet. <laughs> right! But then, at the end, when they're at the observatory, he does the same thing. There are people, there are like ten people around him, and he does the same thing. Everyone is standing up fine. They're perfectly okay. okay. Does PV just have, like, weak ankles? So we haven't talked about PV yet, so this is a good chance. Um, we haven't. PV is like, he, he was the star of the show, obviously. He was. He was like a 70-year-old man. He had like a love interest named Flora that I thought was going to be more relevant. Mm -hmm. um, and he was the mechanic behind all of it. Like they found the broken rocket and they fixed it up because he's a genius. So he's the real Iron Man. Um, he really is. Yeah, he's maybe the... he's just like 20 pounds. <laughs> he's, a real, he's a real small man. He's made out of paper. So of course he's going to fly away when... Um, a jet goes off around him. Yeah, I just thought that was wild and poor PV. <laughs> he had a really good line. Um, I guess they were living together, and Cliff says, "You saw what the feds did to our house because there's a giant shootout as they try to got the get the rocket back." And PV says, "We don't got a house. We got a gazebo now." <laughs> You know? It was beautiful. Hey, congratulations. You have just unlocked one of the answers to... No! Whose line was that anyway? No! Shit. Okay. And therefore, you have triggered um, <laughs> this episode's um, game of whose line was that anyway? Congratulations. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. Whew. I don't think we've I don't think we've done this in an episode that we're actually going to post yet. Oh yeah, cuz the first one we did was the Hannah Montana one, but we lost the we lost the footage. Oh, and cuz we gamified it, right? If I when I get to have you do something and if you trick me with the quotes, I have to do something. Yes. What's it going to be this um, time? 
Um, oh God, I didn't. I forgot that we made it like a steaks thing. Oh man. Wait. Hold on. Man, this one's gonna be real bad to edit, huh? Yeah. This stinks me. Who has to edit this episode? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is exactly what that's gonna be. Okay. (laughs) So, if I get over half the questions right, how many uh, lines do you have? I have five. You already got one of them, so now I have four. Okay, so if I get a total of three right... You have to edit the episode. But if you can trick me with over three, then I have to edit it. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's do this. Okay. God. Now, the stakes are high now. Right. Like, these are real stakes. Right, because this is an awful uh, organization we have. But a beautiful episode. Every episode is beautiful when I'm with you, Cedric. Oh. <laughs> I feel the same way. But you're going down. Oh, God. All right. Man, I wish I chose harder ones now. Okay. Okay, so the game is, whose line was that anyway? Um, not, with no correlation to the TV show of a similar name, because we don't have the rights. Um, the game is, I'm going to read off a line, and Annie has to guess who said the line? Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Here's the first line. You haven't had a date since 1932. That was Cliff to PV because that was in reference to Flora. And, yeah. and PV had a line after it. Something like, yeah, there's no use in... Um, trying to date again after a woman like Flora or something. And then he looks off real nostalgic. Like, I thought she was going to be a real subplot. Maybe she is in the graphic novel. Anyway, eat shit. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. The next one is... You gotta use your eyeballs. That thing's got a rudder. So this is in reference to the helmet... And I want to say it's either the crowd at the air show talking about the mysterious rocket rocketeer or it's PV explaining the helmet to him. Which one is it? You've got to pick one. Uh, okay. Um, 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 Is his name Bigelow, the announcer at the air show? Is that your final answer? Yes. It's PV. Alright. Bitch. <laughs> I love you. Here's Yeah. Yeah. Likely story. Just give me the next one. Here's the next one. Okay. The Rocka Who? Is this because I'm thinking of the scene where they're trying to name the Rocketeer. But I don't think mm-hmm. that there was any notable characters in that other than Bigelow. And I'm pretty sure he didn't say it. Is it... Mm, is it Neville when the the mobsters are trying to tell him about the guy who has the rocket? No! It was Jenny. You remember? Because Cliff comes up and he's like, Jenny, I have to tell you something. You're going to want to sit down for this. And then he's like, I'm the Rocketeer. And she goes, the Rocka who? And he goes, haven't you read the papers? And she says, no, I've been working all day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes, I remember that now. Yeah, that was golden. That was pretty good. (laughs) So we are what? You've gotten one so far? No, I've gotten two with the... Oh. the. We don't got a house, we got a gazebo. 
Does that count? Because you it came up with that one It definitely counts. Yourself. It definitely counts. Because it was one of your five. Right. So, so we're even. Two. Yeah. All right. I have one more. Okay. The line is, man flies without plane. One more time. Man flies without plane. So I literally have no idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch a scene to you though that I think could have happened in this movie that I literally watched today. Uh, okay. So one of the whole plots was PV thought you know they should turn the the jetpack over to the FBI because they clearly want it, but Clifford wanted to keep it to make money. And mm. I think this is a line that he was pitching to PV as a reason why they should keep it. Like he no. could he could make money. No, oh shit. Okay, who was nope. it? It was a newsie. I hate there was you. A, I there hate was a, you so there was much. a kid there was a kid hawking the paper. Um, that doesn't even count. He didn't have a name. He pro- No, it does What do you mean it doesn't? Literally earlier you guessed that it was someone in the crowd. You didn't have a name for them. Fuck you. Okay, okay, that is fair. Damn it. Okay. I will edit this episode. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, that is fair. And we right. finally included whose line was that anyway. We did. And as far as I know, knock on wood, we didn't lose the footage. Yeah. Um, How did this so movie end, like, Cedric? Because that's the okay. last scene we've got. So that um, is a really good, really good question. Oh, okay. So they're on a Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Um, and they fight on the Zeppelin. This is a scene that I thought was, like, pretty uncalled for. Like, they didn't need this. Um, the Zeppelin catches on fire. Then some really bad effects of Neville, like, catching on fire, right? Cause yeah, Yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention there was a hole in the jetpack and it covered it with gum. Right. That was another thing that people on IMDb didn't like was because the gum would have dried. So there's no way you could have stuck it in the hole. But there was liquid on the other side, so it would have stayed moist. Yeah, but he stuck it on the jetpack initially just for luck. Right. No, no. It wasn't on the hole. No, they stuck it over a hole. No, no, no. When he flew it out, um, to ke- to save the clown, remember because right, there was no, that awkward, see- there was that awkward like fifteen second scene where PV like reached into his mouth for the gum and just like stuck it on there. No, no, was, no, like, that was a different luck. time. So no, this no, this was this. I'm no, it was the same time. No, 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 it was not. Hundred okay, so percent, it was. This, a- is, <laughs> this is what happened um, no. during the shootout in the bulldog diner. One of the mobsters shot into the ceiling. Yes, but the shootout happened. The shootout happened later. Yes, yes. So the first time it had nothing to do with it, but the second time when he's like, um, "I've got to go protect her," he goes up there and PV stops him and he's like, "You can't go. You've got a hole in that. It must have been part of the ricochet." And he takes the gum and pastes it over there. But here's the problem. Yes. Okay. So I agree with that. He takes the same gum that he had placed on the rocket previously what people were saying on imdb is that it's most likely that that gum would have dried already i mean especially being flown through the air at those high speeds a part of me agrees but then another part of me went to public school and i have stuck my hand under a desk into disgustingly sticky gum days after the fact i'm pretty sure someone put it there yeah that's fair are you (laughs) sure it wasn't chew because that was a thing at our school too that is f- valid. Yeah. Mm. 
Ugh, full body cringe. Our high school was disgusting. The grossest. Anyways. Um. Yeah, so um, they're on the Zeppelin. Oh, and the... Did the gum come off of the hole? Is that what happened? It was leaking. Yes, so... And so then it catches the... The whole thing explodes, and he's presumed dead. No, he is dead. Yes, he is definitely dead. Papers. Um, he gives his jetpack to Neville to get his girlfriend back, but as he hands it over, he peels off the piece of gum that was keeping it safe oh. and, like, plugging up the hole. So when Neville took it and put it on, it, like, blew up instantly when he took off with it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I don't remember how they get off of the Zeppelin because Cliff and Jenny are on it too. You don't remember? How? Just tell me. Um, PV and Howard Hughes, the two mechanics, fly up in a plane and they lower a rope ladder down and they jump on. Yeah, I hate that part, too. That feels like cheating. They didn't need this whole... This was a whole, like, ten minutes that they could have just cut. Right. Once again, I, I think it's a valid chapter in a graphic novel. Yeah. But this was after the plot twist of him turning out to be Nazis, and then all the mobsters yeah. turning on him, and then, oh, yeah, he actually had Nazis there with him jumping out of the bushes, and then the feds jumping out around the Nazis, so you've got, like, three rings of people with guns shooting. We didn't need a Zeppelin. It's like that scene in the... Have you ever seen The Office? Yes. Do you know that scene in The Office where they're all in a circle and they're, like, holding, like, guns to each other? I think I think it's, like, finger guns or oh, something. Oh, yes, right? yes, it's like, yes. It's like that. Just layer um, upon layer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, but this did... So the Zeppelin, then, is n- not manned. And it crashes into the Hollywood Land sign, which in 1938, um, yes, it did say Hollywood Land instead of Hollywood. And so I did there, not know it, that. It did, yeah. Um, and it takes out the land part so that it reads Hollywood like it does today. Um, this was kind of a fun little way that they just kind of like made their own reality or like their own history um because this is right this is 1938 um the hollywood land sign did not become the hollywood sign until 1949 oh so that part was really like not like i don't understand the point right that seems so such an interesting detail yeah, it was a choice for it for not sure. having anything to do with it. Yeah. Huh. I mean, because huh. then, then you're just thinking about, like, God, I hate to be the person who had to rebuild that. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's pretty much how it ends. Um, a rich guy buys him a new plane. Oh, and, yeah. And... It's all happily ever after. But, however, there was a TV show. Uh, when I was searching for Rocketeer on Disney+, Plus. Um, it said, did you want the Rocketeer Jr.? Huh? Did you see that? No. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, hold on. Let me pull it up. Rocketeer. Yeah, it's um, 2019, one season. Kit becomes a rock pa- rocket pack wearing superhero. This is not safe for children. Children no. cannot. So children cannot wear a rocket on their back. Nope, but this one does. Oh my god! And I'm pretty sure. One of the voice actors is the same. Okay, here it is. Uh, seven-year-old aspiring pilot, Kit Secord. Oh! Oh, so I guess... I guess it, it... His kid? Learns she's next in line to become the Rocketeer. A rocket pack-wearing superhero who can fly. 
Armed with her cool new gear and secret identity, Kit takes to the sky to protect her own town of Hughesville. They're in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. Hughesville. And its residents from danger. I guarantee there's no Nazis in this one. Assisting her oh. on her heroic adventures are her best friend Tesh, bulldog sidekick Butch, and airplane mechanic grandfather Ambrose Secord. Wait. Wait. Huh? Who's Ambrose? Did that say that's... Huh? Yeah. Looks interesting, though. Um, 2014. Okay. Fun. Well, do you have any last... What What would you rate this? Scale of 1 to 10. Um, 1 to 10, I'm going to give it a... Like an 8.5. Yeah, yeah, I, I would give it a 9. I don't want to be stingy with the high scores. It sucks that we've only been watching bad movies so far, but I genuinely like this and I think it should rank high. So yeah, 8, 9. It's valid. Yeah. Huh. Well, this is going to be a fun episode to edit, so any last thoughts? Um... I don't, I don't know. I guess not. Okay. Well, in case you're wondering, there was only one fan fiction about it too, so it didn't seem relevant to oh. bring up. Bummer. Right. So I feel like there would be more. He was a he's a dreamboat. He looks like Chris Pine. Does he? Uh, I guess. Yeah. It's it's a little button nose. Anyway, I had to kick out of looking at IMDb and seeing. How um he aged versus how the actress who played Jenny aged. <laughs> oh yeah, she's she's still stunning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll go start editing this, so I'll talk to you later. Great. Yeah. I love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye. it's cedric um plugging the social media because of course we forgot again um if you want you can go ahead and give us a follow on instagram facebook or twitter at mousewatchpod and our email address is mousewatch.thepodcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you of what you've thought about the episode as well as what you want us to review in the future all right see you later